Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. One of the things I love about talking money is it's a constantly changing story. We've come up in the last month or two with the term zillennial. When you combine Generation Z with the millennials, now I want to give you a new phrase that pays on Wall Street. De-risking. I know you're saying, isn't there just risk and lack of risk? Nope. De-risking is when you look at a stock and go, you know what? You've been a winner. I'm going to step aside. I don't want to take the risk of riding you up and riding you back down. So the de-risking trade continues to happen at this point in time. And that's okay. We get a lot about the Omicron variant. Yeah, Last night, I was sitting, flipping through my phone news like I typically do. New York City restaurants voluntarily plan to shut down. I'm like, how many? Not all of them. Not even many of them. I'd just say some. But with that being said, does that are we going to be doing the same thing in San Francisco? Are we going to be doing the same thing in Dallas? Is that going to be a trend? The de-risking efforts persist right now. Some recent winners have become, eh, I'm going to step aside. Well, if Elon Musk is going to sell billions of dollars, then I might as well sell some too. Ringing the cash register as a winner always feels better than ringing the cash register as a loser. So that's happening on Wall Street right here, right now. Like I tell you, I love this stuff. What are the big stories of the day? Um, how we open versus how we close is going to be the way we want to look at this. The S&P futures all morning long were eh, kind of sideways. Not a lot going on. Not a lot to get upset about. But overnight, we keep hearing COVID cases are breaking records in an all-time surge in four countries known to have the biggest outbreaks. Now, again, the United States has a, a, a bit of an air of confidence, right? Because we've got billions, not billions. <laughs> we don't have billions. Um, the world has billions. But we have higher vaccination rates than most countries, but not all countries. So, and it's interesting to see the statistics on the counties that are not vaccinated, the counties that are getting hit hardest in the United States. The Federal Reserve said yesterday that they see the next fight is inflation. It's no longer jobs. It's no longer getting the economy going, but it's now fighting inflation. Their tools to fight inflation are raising interest rates. And that'll change how we value the dollar. A mortgage issued at 2.5% is different than a mortgage issued at 4%. And that's the, the easiest way of looking at it. In 30 years from now, the mortgage that I got this year issued at 2.4%, I'm going to go, man, that was a cheap cost of money. If the cost of money then is 4% or 5% or 6%. Keep in mind, my first mortgage was 10%. And that was on the second. And on the first, it was 8%. Because basically, the second mortgage 
was used to be a down payment for the first mortgage. That's how loopy the mortgage market is and how much it changes over time. If you want a roadmap right now, one of the keys to successful dividend investing is separating the wheat from the chafe. Um, what I've bought recently, and I'll be able to talk about it next week because I legally have to wait three days. So I'm not front running the money. So I'm not trying to get you goosed into it. I could be right or I could be wrong in three days. But on those first couple of days, I'm like, hey, you should go do what I do. No, no, no. Never, ever do that. Consult a work advisor for taking action on anything. Most Americans should save in an index fund like the S&P 500 until they get $100,000. If you want to be more correct, I'd say a Wilshire 5,000 fund and an international fund. And I'd say like maybe a 70, 30 or an 80, 20 mix for the most people. Southwest Airlines, Walt Disney, they suspended their payouts to preserve capital during the pandemic. The overall dividend health has improved markedly since then, and it looks good heading 22. Dividends help fight inflation. And what do I mean by that? If you own shares of company X, let's, let's say Facebook, and let's say it goes up 20% for you. That's great. But your income doesn't go up 20% until you sell Microsoft and get that gain. Uh, not Microsoft, Facebook. Now, Microsoft pays a 1.2, 1.5% dividend. So let's say it goes up 20%, but during that year, they spit some money at you and say, thank you. Thank you for owning our shares. We're going to share some of the profits with you. JP Morgan Chase, Johnson & Johnson, all, all these things are kind of created differently in how you should view them. So right now, Wall Street's looking at what can I hold that also gives me some cash? Because during this next year, if inflation is going to go up 10%, I need some income to come up. You can't just hold a growth stock. So the companies that don't pay dividends right now that are growthy are getting hit. The companies that kind of do a mix like Texas Instruments, Lowe's, Microsoft, BlackRock, Apple, Microsoft, we're going, that's pretty good. Like Coca-Cola. You know when I fell in love with Coca-Cola as a stock for a second time? The first time was in the 1990s when I got into this industry. And I heard a statistic if... Every person in China who were to drink one ounce of Coca-Cola, the stock would quadruple. I'm like, what? That doesn't even make sense. One ounce? What? I basically said global expansion is ahead of us. Coca-Cola pays a 3.1% dividend yield. And I fell in love with the stock again. And like, I was like, I got to talk about it more. I don't talk about it enough. Coca-Cola is around when you're a baby. Coca-Cola will probably be around when you're old. When your babies are old too. And when your baby's babies are old, we've seen things in our life like people put a human tooth overnight in a bottle of Coca-Cola and it just deteriorates, it disintegrates. And you're like, whoa, where did it go? Magic time lapse. I don't even know if that's a myth. Who cares? We know Coca-Cola is not good for you. We know that sugar is bad. We know it's so bad that government wants to tax it because anything that's sinful, you tax. It pays 3.1% dividend yield. And when Melinda Gates got her divorce from Bill Gates, part of the, the thing that we learned this year was what assets are she getting? What assets are he getting? How much of it's in Microsoft? And it, it became public record. She owns a lot of Coca-Cola. Why? Because she's not stupid. This year, she's going to get 3.1% in dividend and she can give all that money to charity. And when you're Melinda Gates, you're talking big dollars. I'm Melinda French now, right? And she can give that all to charity. And still own the original billion dollars of Coca-Cola. 
JP Morgan Chase pays a 2.5% dividend. Texas Insurance pays a 2.4%. Comcast a 2%. I'll be honest with you. I'm looking at Comcast as investment. I can't pull the trigger. You know why? Because their streaming sucks compared to Netflix, compared to Time, uh, compared to Time Warner's HBO, compared to um, what Apple at any point in time could do. Apple could say, we're going to spend more than my Netflix and HBO combined. Now, what's the amazing story about streamers is how good HBO is with doing very little. They hit show after show after show, the mayor of Easttown with no budget compared to Netflix. Now, Netflix gets their own talk-worthy shows like Money Heist and uh, Squid Game, but not the quality of HBO. So where's Apple's game? They seem to be going quality. They seem to be going big investments, big movies, actually good visuals, but very, very few product. And the turnover in buying Apple TV is kind of a month-to-month thing. 20% is very, very high. The churn on Netflix is very, very low. Anyhow, we'll talk about this. We'll talk about investing dividends or, or Target, Chevron, Caterpillar. I'm looking at the quality payout companies at this point in time. What are you looking at to be the easier plays versus the more volatile plays? Find us at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. Millennial band ATR sang the song, Don't Throw Out My Legos, about potentially moving back home as they're trying to grow up and move out of the home. They still want home to be home, but they want to go out and live life, make love, make babies, make a career. It's a big theme. We watch millennials for that theme on a big part of the show. Will millennials like McDonald's or will they say it's processed food? A millennial that I once knew said, "Uh, can you buy me a tablet? I'm like, why? And she goes, I don't like wires. I don't like books. So she wants everything in her house to be clean. Rivian shares are sliding today after the company has cut their 2021 EV production. Now, wait, wait, wait. Didn't they just start? When we're talking about cutting their vehicle expectations for 2022, they have the truck of the year, the the R1T. I want to call it the RIT, but it's the R1T. It's an amazing truck. It is a high quality product. They just came public and that pisses me off. Why does that piss you off, Rob? Because people bought the projections. So shares of Rivian plummeted 10% after CEO RJ Scarringe and other executives reported a surge in customer reservations, but a cut in production. The longer those reservations stay reservations and don't turn into deliveries, it's a problem. One of the business lessons that I learned early in software companies is you pay attention to DSOs, day sales outstanding. That means the enterprise software company can give you the software. Let's call it a payroll system. And you've got 90 days, at 30 days, you haven't bought it yet. You're not convinced. You're still trying it out for a 90-day period. At 60 days, you haven't paid for it. And you see how long the sales cycle is in software. When it gets up to 90 they're probably not going to buy it. When it's down in the 20s, you're like, ooh, it still could turn into a gain. But when it's closed, it's closed. And Rivian is saying, we're not closing business fast enough. Total reservations increased to 71,000. It is a beautiful truck. They plan to come out with a beautiful SUV next year. 
Um, 28% sales reservations growth is great, but I want to see 28% sales growth. Rivian expects a few hundred vehicles short of its expectations of 1,200. Now, a few hundred short of 1,200. Let's say it's 300. Is that 25? That's a big mess. So one thing to say you got it, another thing to say you delivered it. So Elon Musk took a shot at Rivian in a tweet a couple months ago and said, congratulations on the successful IPO. Let's see you deliver the vehicles. He was kind of more right than wrong with some of these new companies. So be careful on new companies. Meta, aka the former company known as Facebook, says 50,000 Facebook users may have been spied on by private surveillance firms. Even another reason that you have to be careful with what you post social media-wise. Um, I was watching an episode of Black Mirror last night because I'd like to revisit that show. I do a really dark dystopian future of technology. And I think we live in a, a very technology love affair kind of world. There's an episode called Shut Up and Dance. And it's about a kid who basically his sister uses his computer and accidentally puts malware on it. And <clears throat> then he gets caught on the camera doing something he probably should be doing um, in front of a camera. And it gets leaked out to his friends. He has to do certain things like rob a bank. <clears throat> What I saw yesterday was that the author was as brilliant as I thought he was, because it's really a show about a pedophile living in a world that people know he is. It's like, whoa. So one viewing gave you one one story. Another gave you a different. So for what Meta says that 50,000 Facebook users may have been spied on, do I believe Meta and Facebook? No, I don't believe Mark Zuckerberg or uh, any of the executives, Sheryl Sandberg at Facebook care about us. I think they look at the data and they, they, they are data-driven. Last year, we saw the, the documentary, Social Dilemma. And this is why I won't let my kids on Facebook or Instagram. It's, it's starting to freak out. Let's say your kid puts a photo and let's, I've got a normal, healthy 13-year-old boy. Eh, during COVID, he's, he's probably running a little bit less. So he looks about 10 pounds pudgy, like maybe a jelly roll, like maybe a kind of thing. And you post a picture of him at the beach and it'll look a little pudgy. I don't want him getting advertisements for diet pills. And that's how good it is. That's how wicked the technology is. So I post nothing that's nothing but business. I, I, this show I'll post on Facebook. This show I'll post on Instagram. But no pictures of uh, nothing personal about me. And I'm trying to teach my kids that's the same way you should live. Markets are lower today, um, kind of across the board. We have hit a transition phase for now. I would not be surprised if on Monday, it's a buy on the dip. Every time the market's gone down 5% in the last 10 years, it feels like we've bought on the dip. We're trained animals that stocks are going are gonna to be okay until we're not. And then it turns into a bear market and it's okay. I've lived through four bear markets in my lifetime, and all I have is these dumb t-shirts to prove it. What I lived through in the bear markets were good opportunities to buy great companies. I wish I would have bought more. Um, but then you go, well, it could get worse. So if you can eliminate emotions, you do a little bit better in this business, in my opinion. 
let's find some more stocks to talk about. So Meta says they've been hacked again or spied on. And I'm like, uh, right. Darden shares fall as the CEO announces plans to retire. One of the worst, best restaurants in the world, Olive Garden. Darden restaurants reported quarterly earnings and revenue that topped expectations. But their CEO announced that he's going to retire on May 29th. Now, that's a long time. The board elected chief operating officer, Rick Cardenas, as its next CEO. The company is accelerating its plans to hike wages. So they gave us a lot of information. I know you're saying, you're never going to invest in Darden restaurants. You don't give a poop about Olive Garden. You think their food's below you. I do. But I loved it in my 20s when it was a step up for McDonald's. And that's how you live life, right? Um, so let's hit some of these announcements inside of it. CEO leaving. Um, it's a demon known versus a demon unknown. When the Jacksonville Jaguars hired a college coach who was wildly successful, there was kind of a, I wonder if Urban Meyer will work well in the NFL. He didn't. It's a demon known. Why do we see so many coaches in hockey and basketball and football hired a second time? Because <laughs> we've seen their track record. Why do they get hired a third time? Because we've seen their track record. Why do they get hired a fourth time? Because we've seen their track record. They win more than they lose. We'll take that. Experimenting on a new CEO is always a question mark unless they have experience. You really get to know the roles and the rosters of management when you're good at investing. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. A straightforward approach to managing your money. The Rob Black Show. Do you remember this time last year where there was a lot of ad campaigns about thanking the first responders and the doctors and nurses who are working around the clock in COVID hospitals and keeping people on ventilators and burning out in long hours? We're probably coming back to that in a couple of weeks. The trajectory that COVID is hitting in South Africa, the UK, Norway, and Denmark probably come into the United States um, because we've seen this before. Now, I, I don't know where you stand. Is it really a bad flu or is it, you know, it's just a bad flu. I'm relatively healthy. Trust me. I've seen the healthiest person on the planet that I know go to the hospital for five days on auction. He was a little bit on the, it's not going to hit me side, and it got him. Um, anytime you're in the hospital for five days, it's more than a flu. Um, it's not a money-making scam or anything like that. And I've seen my mother die this year of COVID. Now, my mother she probably would have died from a really bad flu. She probably would have died from a lot of other things this year. But COVID is the technical cause of death. JP Morgan is hitting with $200 million fine for letting employees use WhatsApp to evade regulators' reach. That's crazy, isn't it? The SEC said JP Morgan acknowledged that from January of 2018 to November of 2020, its employees use personal devices to send texts. Even the managers and senior personal responsible for compliance use their personal devices to communicate sensitive business matters. Um, I work with a company, EP Wealth, that all my emails have to go through their server. And they flag me anytime something looks kind of weird. <clears throat> um, and they asked me, what did you mean by that? Having compliance is a good thing in our business. Having someone make sure that you're not promising, oh, you give me $10,000, I'll make it $20,000. Or 
I don't want to say his name because A, I don't want to get sued or B, I don't want to get involved in his lawsuit. But there's a really, really famous money manager who buys a lot of commercial time in magazines and television. And he's kind of a tech guru. And everyone was kind of a tech guru in the 90s. But he kind of rode that name to become one of the large investor advisory firms in the nation. Uh, if you ever looked at how many lawsuits they have settled in mediation, because when you sign a contract with his firm, you say, I agree not to sue you, we'll get a mediator to settle it. And a lot of times what mediators are settling are an 85-year-old woman who is buying tech stocks that makes no freaking sense. And it's just the salesperson trying to make a commission. That's where you love stories like regulators, the Securities Exchange Commission, the SEC, the FBI, essentially, of investment advisories. Also of companies. You don't want a company out there saying that they've got the cure for cancer when they don't. The Elizabeth Holmes trial is going to wrap up. Um, it's interesting because was it fraud or was it a future technology that she just couldn't deliver? She tried, though. There's no sense in failing. There's no, no harm in failing, right? At least she tried. But what's interesting is companies now are starting to come up with the exact same blood test that she tried that couldn't put, deliver on. Her problem was that she said lied. She said that she had it. I hope she gets some prison time. For the good of the system, I hope she gets some prison time. So COVID's raging in Denmark, UK, Norway, and South Africa. UK, 920 on December 16th. Um, higher than 876 on January 10th of 2020. These are the daily average of new COVID cases per 100 million. Norway, September 5, 2021, 267 out of every 100 million. Um, per, out of every million. I, sometimes my numbers are getting, I need glasses. So um, you're seeing massive spikes per million people. Very infectious. Most infectious ever. It's going to be an interesting Christmas. Uh, let's talk about what's we're seeing on the stock market today. Sellers retain control of the market amid de-risking. De-risking is the underlying word of the day. Cash is a lot safer than a high valuation in the eyes of today. Come Monday, people will be like, well, you got to own Apple because they're coming up with augmented reality glasses. They better look good. Because Facebook's augmented reality and virtual reality glasses don't look like a luxury item. That's where tech has to always go is that it has to be stylish. The first generation AirPods were like, eh, you got big sticks hanging out your ear. Now the AirPods are kind of stylish. You see AirPods on TV shows and you're like, he's a good looking man. She's a good looking woman. You got to get the style with it. Um, and that's why Google phones have never really competed with Apple phones for price because they're not a luxury item like Apple is perceived to be. FedEx earnings is a winner. They beat on their top and bottom line guidance for 2022. Yesterday, I picked up my kid from soccer, come driving down kind of a long country road to get home. I probably counted four Amazon vans and one FedEx van. EPS seems to get their business earlier, but it's, it's interesting how like, we don't even, we just got the stuff delivered now. Um, and they're almost as common as birds in the sky. Delivery trucks. 
NVIDIA is moving into positive territory, giving some support today. So the metaverse, I want to hit for one second, kind of wrap up on this concept here. One of the big predictions for 2022, Facebook has changed its name to Meta as they're trying to become important in that, that game. Facebook has tried to come out with hardware before and massively failed. You've seen them come up with phone calling devices. You've seen them come up with a phone, massive failures. Ultimately, we don't trust them. And that's a bit of a problem. So the metaverse is not going to be won by Facebook. It's just not going to happen. And the video of Mark Zuckerberg in his cutesy way, like, hey, look at me. I'm in South Africa. I'm playing poker with my college buddies. And oh, look now, I'm in my uh, office. My, but it's a, a, a Buddhist temple in Japan. And he showed a, a wonderful video. And we're going to see the Matrix for this holiday season. And that's the metaverse. When you can have a, a body that's meek, somehow inhabit a form. The movie Avatar is the metaverse. When you can visually show a personality that you're not. Intel CEO said it really, really well yesterday. He said, the metaverse isn't even close to becoming a reality and will require way more computing power than the world is currently capable of. He's right. When you play Call of Duty today, you're like, that's pretty good. When you play Fortnite today, you're like, that's cute. But the presentation that Zuckerberg put together was Hollywood produced in a studio with green screen. It wasn't real. It was a movie. The Matrix 4 isn't real. It's a movie. And to get to that in real life, I do think we will be working at some point in time from home in jobs that allow it. Like this one, why are you listening to me instead of seeing me? I think you will jump into the metaverse and watch my hand expressions. I think you'll, when I'm talking, charts will magically appear behind me about stocks. But I'm with Intel. It's not going to be a 2022 story. But the Illuminati, the tech elite in California will be like, ooh, it's the year of the metaverse. It's the year of the metaverse. They'll sell the dream. Not realizing the drink of the Kool-Aid of computing power is not there. So I think if I were to own one investment for the next 10 years, what would it be? I thought about this the other day. Probably would be Amazon. Could potentially be Apple, but they've had such a run. So I'm going to say Amazon, who's had kind of a sideways here. But if I were to say another one that I would own, maybe it would be NVIDIA. Because Intel's really, really good at making core processing semiconductors. Whereas NVIDIA is really, really good at making graphic processing. And graphics are where the metaverse lies. That's where you can turn your body into half bear, half man, also known as Rob Black. But graphic processing is Fortnite for the next 10 years, getting it better and better and better. Graphic processing is getting Call of Duty better and better and better. Um, graphic processing is having your car see what's on the road. Having played video games of like a Forza, we can train computers like, oh, if you run into that tree, you're going to crash your car. Oh, if you run into that person, you're going to get 10 points taken away. Graphic processing is the brains behind self-driving. Um, part of it. There's also LiDAR and radar and other types of technology. But Elon Musk is betting heavily the best way to figure out self-driving is by the eyeball, by what the human sees. 
Others are betting, well, if it's an object, we need to stop with LIDAR and radar. Another stock I would consider for the long term, Airbnb. They have a higher valuation than Hilton, Hyatt put together, Marriott all put together. Why? Because millennials don't like old-fashioned hotels. I'll have to admit, I had some hesitancy on some Airbnbs. I know stories of people saying Airbnbs didn't turn out well, but they don't have to spend any money on advertising. They don't have to say, come stay with us. Because you want to stay in a city, you check an Airbnb, you find a, a, a location close to the city you're in, ding. What's your favorite company for the next 10, 20 years? You tell me. Drop me an email, Robert Roblox Show, Twitter, Robert Roblox Show, YouTube, Robert Roblox Show. I'm Rob Black. Take care. Good day. An education-first approach to managing your money. This is the Rob Black Show. It's the most wonderful time. It's going to be interesting to see the movie. Spider-Man. 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 Spider-Man does whatever spider can. No Way Home. It's expected to be the COVID-era movie to break $100 million over the weekend. Some analysts are expecting it to hit $200 million over the first weekend. It's interesting to note the biggest film of the year so far has been Carnage. Let There Be Carnage. Venom at opening at $90 million. Will we get to $200 million? Could. There's a lot of cameos in the movie. and um, Or rumored cameos. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke, poke. People love cameos. I'm not sure why, but in Korea, it pulled in 5.2 million on the first day. Mexico, nine million dollars. UK, 10.1 million. Those are those are pandemic era record highs. So, will it open the United States at 200 million? It's a big question. Certainly, um, the celebrities in the movie have done their job of promoting it. I've seen more of Tom Holland the last two weeks than I care to know about Tom Holland. Yes, he's shorter than Zadeha. Yes, yes, yes. He smokes. Yes, yes. He's English. Turkey is hitting inflation hard. They're trying to fight it. Um, The country Turkey is kind of important, but not as important as Germany, who's not as important as Japan, who's not as important as China, who's not as important as the United States. But China in 2021, made it pretty clear, we kind of want to be more important to the United States. And they continue that, that move. They, they're taking all of the best corporate, corporations that have come out of China and making them delist from United States companies or United States-based. Interesting that they don't really want the wealth to grow concentrated in companies, but across all of their people. One prosperous China is a thing versus one prosperous Elon Musk. Who's right? Jay-Z has 99 problems and a SPAC ain't one of them. Oh, no, no. His SPAC is. <laughs> it's a problem. So a SPAC is something we learned in 2020. Companies that come public by not going through the public IPO process with investment bankers. They basically find a company that's already out there and the company's whole goal was I'm going to have a big check and I'm going to go buy things when I'm publicly traded. And people will be able to invest in the idea that we have a lot of cash and we're going to buy something spectacular. And some of these SPACs are like Republican. So you're like, oh, I bet they're going to buy a Trump media show. 
some of the SPACs or biotech founders, and you're like, oh, I bet they're going to buy the next cure for cancer. Some of these SPACs are tied towards space, the final frontier. And you're like, oh, I bet they're going to put money in rocket technologies. So Jay-Z's got a problem. Shares of the SPAC tied to the music mogul were down 84% this year, the worst performance of all 33 SPACs leading lead, uh, to connected celebrities. A-listers who are trying to cash in on SPAC boom, not exactly crushing it. Out of the 33 SPACs, private investment companies were publicly traded as 21 out of the 33 are negative this year. James Gorman, Morgan Stanley CEO, walked back comments he made in June that he'd be very disappointed the bank's employees didn't come back to the office by Labor Day. Everybody's still finding their way through it. We can hate him or we can choose to accept him that his intent was lovely. That's where cancel, where's cancel culture going to break into? A joke is a joke. We don't have to hate Dave Chappelle. He thought he was being funny. And again, if it offended people, we don't have to cancel him. We can just say he wasn't funny. That's the big question a lot of people are predicting. 2022 goes from, eh, he's just being a stupid comedian. Eh, this, this politician's just being a stupid politician. Or we forever cancel culture. You know what it depends on? It depends on the victim of who's being canceled's response. And David Chappelle's like, I'm a comedian. And he said nonstop since then, I'm a comedian. I'm supposed to push the line. And we'll probably forgive him. Look who got nominated for an Emmy this year. <clears throat> a lot of people we've canceled before. Look who got nominated for Grammys. Louis C.K. Wasn't he canceled two years ago? Like, Okay, I'm, I'm going to change the topic because I'm totally going off rails. Okay. <clears throat> SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, They've proposed a new crackdown that allows corporate insiders to sell stocks. They're trying to figure out, like Elon Musk is selling billions and billions and billions of dollars um, of Tesla. Does he know something we don't know? A lot of insiders at Tesla, at Walmart, at Microsoft, not named Elon Musk, have sold over 200 million in stock sales this year. Elizabeth Warren and other policymakers have been calling on the SEC for months to enact a change, claiming executives bagged profits from trades completed with privileged information. That's an interesting concept, and I don't think it goes anywhere. Nancy Pelosi, who's on the Democrat side, the left side, the liberal side, said this week that Congress should be allowed to buy and sell stocks, even if they're writing regulation for tech companies and they know that the, the bite isn't going to be as bad as the bark. Should they be allowed to buy and sell Facebook with insider information? Uh, I, so I don't think if Congress can't police themselves, how are they going to police tech executives? One minute. Global stocks are down as the Bank of Japan joins the crowd of central banks trying to put out the inflation fire. Gold is shining right now. When inflation goes up, something that's hard is valuable. So when the price of a home, oh, it went up 6%. When, the, you know, when that happens... When it's out of control, when food, steak, chicken, turkey, it all goes higher, people look at gold and go, you know what? It's not going to change on me. It's going to be gold. Gold should have a good 2022 if you believe inflation is sticky. I'll never own gold. I don't get it. There's not going to be gold 2.0, gold 95. There's not going to be uh, a reinvention. It's just gold. If I want it to hold an asset that's hopefully non-correlated to the stock market, 
it would be Bitcoin. I don't own Bitcoin. Ethereum is the one that I like. But again, you need to do your own homework and never go all in on anything. It's a little bit gross for taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show. Robinhood is launching a crypto gifting feature on the app. Find me online at robloxshow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is The Rob Black Show.